think we're good. We're in business. We are in business. So, hey, uh, Mr. Bixler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. We just finished inventory, and that is a good thing. Well, inventory is always uh, something you look <laughs> forward to, isn't it? No. <laughs> but is it something we need to do? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it was a awesome full team uh, press here. You were there. Your daughter was there. Yeah. Um, everyone on the team was there. Yeah. It was a it was a good moment. So just just to keep you guys in, in like in mind, like we may not have a lot of products on the store, but it's still a lot, and it's yeah. crazy when you go through and you touch every single product. Uh, but also, it was humbling too. I was thinking about this. Um, I remember starting ten years ago in a little tiny one car garage. And there was one laser, and there was like a pallet of foam. And that pallet of foam would last us like a month. It was unreal. We would put it in there. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to last us forever. <laughs> and thanks to you guys now, it's moved from that to basically where there's truckloads of foam. Yeah. There's tremendous amounts of product, um, and we get to ship it all over the world. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that, that really stood out to me yesterday was uh, you, know, you talk about being humbled. Yeah. I, I was humbled by the, the amount of aircraft we really do have you say there's not a lot on the store there, there's <laughs> still crazy, yeah. there, there there's quite a bit yeah. and uh just br- seeing some of the 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 older designs like yeah. uh i remember seeing that the bronco was on uh, yeah. <laughs> on the shelves there and i think that's something we just brought back right yeah we just brought the bronco and we also brought the uh, old fogey and the ft3d back Oh, man. So yeah, and those are those are some of the oldest, oldest of the designs. And the neat thing about planes, um, and I think this separates a little bit from drones, is airplanes have their own personality. You build a um, old fogey. That old fogey has a experience that's relevant, whether it's ten years ago or twenty years in the future. Mm-hmm. It's still a unique experience. So every time you build an airplane, you have a you have an experience with that. You have. Um, just a special memory. And, and I think that's where it kind of separates a little bit from today's drone technology because a lot of times what you're looking for drone technology is more of a, a, a precise PID tune or a performance, you know, mm-hmm. increase or decrease, um, depending on what you want to do. Uh, where an airplane, it's like, that's why one day I'll wake up and I want to fly a paramotor or one day I'll wake up and I want to fly my ultralight or one day I'll wake up and I want to jump in a two-seat airplane. Right. They all have their own unique experiences and, and these planes stay forever. And they, it's almost as if they had their own uh, personality. They do. They when, do. When you fly them, say it. yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're going to fly something like a wing, you know, you're yeah. going to go fast and you're going to do, you know, try to go inverted and all this other stuff. And then something like, like the big B-17 or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. You're not going to go fast. It's just big, lazy, kind of. It's going to take up space and time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the personality in, in, in the aircraft are, are pretty oh, cool. you're right. You know, it's kind of funny because um, Kike Samanzini from Flex Innovation, um, he's the one who really I connected with well, and, and they're the ones that made the Aura 5 a reality for yeah. us. And it was really cool because we connected on exactly that thing, except we didn't call it the personality, we called it the heart. Yeah. And um, it's funny because Kike has an accent, so we're trying to talk <laughs> and stuff, and, and um, you know, he's talking about the trust yeah. Not, he was saying thrust, not trust. Right. And I was like, right. trust in an airplane. Okay, where is he going with this? But um, at the end of the day, we really connected. Like, you want to be able to offer, like, a level of stability and a level of uh, ease of flying, but you don't want to take away that personality. Or, or in our case, we talked about the heart of the airplane. Yeah. Where when you flip it off and you're flying it with no gyros, it doesn't feel like a different airplane. But everyone teaches you a different principle. So It's funny. You talk about Kike and, mm-hmm. and the heart and everything. Well, I, 
I learned, uh, or I met Kike in his yeah. heart at Flight Fest yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And it was when I was yelling at him because he was driving across <laughs> John's first airstrip. In, first impressions, right? <laughs> yeah, but I we, we made up after that. He he actually said, oh, I know, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I was like, yeah, yeah. We, I know that. But he's like, my name's Kike. And I'm thinking, mm. Kike, that, that mm. name sounds familiar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, top three pilots in the world. You right. know, that's all. <laughs> Uh, but no, Kike's amazing. I, we're, but we're not even, what, five minutes in this? I'm already yeah. rabbit trailing all over the That's place. That's all right. That's but all right. Uh, it, it's it's really cool um, Yeah, how you can connect with someone who is one of the best pilots in the world, but it comes down to the most basic experience. Like, what does that plane uh, give you in, in, in forms of education, knowledge, ability, experience, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved also going through because I'm, I'm counting planes, like you said, and you're going through this, and I'm looking at these going, and I'm like, going down memory lane. I remember... You know, like the uh, the Bloody Baron that we did the live build with. Mm-hmm. I remembered the the FT three D. I remember exactly where I was when I designed that plane. Like the FT three D, it was November. Uh, it was Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and um, you know where everyone's looking at like the flyers and stuff that were coming out to say like where did I want to hit the Black Friday specials. I'm sitting there on my computer because I got an idea in my head. And I had to get it out, and it mm-hmm. was the FT three D, and uh, it's like it takes you to that memory. I hated um, the FT three D by the way because. Well, it's a, it's a, it's an advanced airplane. Well, but then, <laughs> see, that's the thing. So when I was just learning how to fly and everything, yeah. and you just brought it out, you're like, "Hey, try this." And you know what I did? I remember standing on the runway, mm-hmm. and so we would have been what that that runway went uh, what north and south, right? The one that your, your yeah. parents yeah north south yeah. So we're standing on. I'm facing east, and I take off in this thing, and it's all over the place. And next thing I know, wham, right into the tree. Mm-hmm. Now. It took me, I don't I can't remember, hours to, to build that thing. And it took me less than a minute and a half to put it into a tree. Am I not crazy? Was that also the time when we spent like an hour throwing sticks? Yes. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yes. Oh my That was the FT3D. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember how mad you were. Oh, yeah, because I spent a lot of time it on that good. thing. It looked good. It looked really good. It looked good until yeah. it hit the tree. So, little backstory. Um, when we were testing these, Lee was in my life during that time. And, and yeah, it was the favorite thing we'd get together and mm-hmm. you would test fly. And uh, you had a really good arm throwing sticks. <laughs> we, 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 I, I had a lot of practice doing it because I was in a tree a lot. Was it the tree? I'm trying to remember. Was it the tree right by the runway? Or was it the tree that was all the way on the other side? On the other side of the yes. runway, on the other side of the driveway. And it, was there. That, it was like half dead, right? Uh-huh. So you couldn't climb it. Right. Yeah. And, and there poison was poison ivy and everything all around <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the tree. That's the tree. And we should have just left it there. Should have cut the tree down. <laughs> all right. That brings up another moment. Um, yeah. Lee despises trees. <laughs> it's not that I despise trees. They're just some ugly trees. And especially here at Edgewater, there's there's two trees, actually three now, but two main trees in particular that mm-hmm. I would love. And one you, you agree on. Yeah. Uh, that is actually, we call it tree number one. Tree number one. Yeah. There's a tree well, number one. Because there's a number one on it. <laughs> yeah. There's a big number one on it and it, it needs to come down. It's just, yeah. we can't bring it down yet because there's a flower bed underneath it and we would just destroy. Well, not to mention like the power lines that are connecting the pavilion and Diane's house. Well, yeah. If you follow uh, it the wrong way. It's, minor details. Yeah. going to be a little problem. It's, it's a beautiful, I think it's a ponderosa pine. I don't know. It's uh, dead. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now, the other tree is a stinking willow tree out here 
that keeps branches and, like as big as your head fall off this tree. Every yeah. time someone parks underneath it, I'm like, oh no, it's going to happen. Yeah. We were actually out here. It was just what, a month ago or something? Yes. Yeah. And we're a little, we're, little rainstorm. It, yeah. Little rain. It stopped raining. The wind wasn't even hardly blowing. And all of a sudden we hear this crash and we're like, what in the world? We'll walk outside and there's a branch down. Mm-hmm. And then what? Forty five minutes later, the other uh, part of it. The other part of it just comes crashing. And down. these were not small branches. No, and they're right where everybody parks. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. I don't know. We either. tell we tell them branches fall here. So it's probably because you park there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so that is where where our friendship is in jeopardy because I love that willow tree. And it's I am, so ugly. Oh, it's 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 a dirty tree, but it looks so pretty. Oh, speaking about pretty and trees. Mm-hmm. If uh, I, I'm sure that not all of our listeners are able to come to Edgewater, but those yeah. who who are, <laughs> you guys come here and we uh, have cleaned up a bunch of shrub of the shrub yeah. trees yeah. off of the the one side of the of the uh, HQ, and it looks it looks amazing. It looks so much better. Yeah, in the past uh, few months, we've tried taking down easily twenty plus trees. Now, before you guys get mad at us, oh, these yeah. are nasty shrubby pines oh, yeah. that have. They're plighted. They've grown way past their day. And then we turn them into firewood. And we have bonfires right, right. and make memories. So it's good. And I don't hate trees, by the way. He despises them. No. So, but long story short, it's getting prettier. And, and, <laughs> the, and, and the people flying here love it because it's less trees for them to put it in. But I'm finding, like, the more that we condition the grounds and, like, we drop a tree thinking, oh, my gosh, it's going to be too open. It's like, there's a tree right behind it. Right. I don't know how that happens. But we've kept all the most beautiful ones and we've gotten rid of the ugliest ones. And to this day... I know when I get in heaven, God's going to be like, I know it was a golf course, but I really made it the coolest flying place in the world. And that's that's what I think it is right now because every fairway, every area to fly is just so beautiful. The way it just captures the, the setting of the sun or the rising of the right. sun. And it's just, yeah. And this weekend was beautiful. Oh, this weekend was beautiful. But before we get to that, you're yeah. talking about God looking down and, and yeah. you know, saying the golf course. and I, I'm thinking, you know, the Bible tells us that, that we entertain angels. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to I'm gonna make a lot of people really mad right now, but yeah. that's all right. So angels are looking down and watching us fly and everything, and, and they were, they're wondering what it would be like to fly. And, and because people, everybody thinks, well, angels have wings. No, angels don't have wings. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, what I, that's what I was taught. That's fine. Just the Bible doesn't tell us that angels have wings. But anywho, that's a whole story in and of itself. This is where the hate mail start to come this in. Is, this is where Theology 101 comes in. Right? This is it. So, But oh. I lo- I, I'm, I'm just picturing us entertaining angels as like we were doing the wings at work th- this yeah. weekend. And the angels are, 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 are watching on as we are uh, doing our river run and our bomb drops and everything else. And it just, uh, bunch we're entertaining of weird, them. Bunch of weird people down there. Oh, man. It was fun yeah, this weekend, It was. Though. It was was amazing and you know what you always look back at things and it's like the the crowd was perfect Mm -hmm. the weather was perfect and what happened during that time i wouldn't change a single thing it was just no no. uh we 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 theme these events you know we we every every event we do is a fun fly let's just be unapologetic about it but we always try to put a theme or a feeling and that kind of goes back to the early days where you know thursday night would come around and the people come out it's like what are we going to do to make it fun and unique yeah um and also when you when you take on a challenge you get a skill so you're learning to um, the Wings at Work was really focused towards just people pushing the limits, having fun, and entertaining <laughs> right. other people watching. And right. I don't think it disappointed. Um, so, so what was your, if you had to pick a, a favorite part about the whole event, what was your favorite part? Oh, my part? goodness. Okay, well, it started before the event. Uh, a young lady and her son, Amanda and William, right? Mm-hmm. Did I get it right? Yep. They came all the way from Florida. Yes. And, you know, 
Flight Fest, I can understand. People come from all over the country, and it still blows me away. But this is a small event. This is just like a fun, you know, just a fun fly. Yeah. And her son was really into flight test and just a, a just an excited little boy. And uh, she brought him all the way from Florida. Yeah, and because and, and Grandma was the one that... Uh, Grandma was a catalyst, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they came, uh, what is it, a day early. Yep. And their expectations weren't very high, but because of the, the size, it was so easy at these events to spend personal time with every single person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got to spend so much time with Amanda and William. And uh, what really touched my heart, my favorite part, I'm getting to it, was not only getting to spend time with him, but... This little guy, he's never flown before. So immediately, Freighter and um, the airliner were in his life. Mm-hmm. And this kid is so amazingly talented at putting planes in trees. <laughs> I mean, he he was gifted. Yeah. And and it was so much fun. But no sooner that you would hear the branches rustle, you would look out at one of the Edgewater flight crew yeah. just scaling that tree. Yep. And I believe it was David, Chadwick. I think you got in on it. No. I, no. no who I, else was it? David, I got Chadwick? in on when, when your plane got up in, in, in the, the tree. The, oh yeah, in the combat. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, we will. Yeah. Um, but just seeing people that they immediately saw a need, little boy, plane and tree. I'm gonna get that thing. Oh yeah. And it was awesome. I mean, yeah. wings at work. I would say is more like the uh, uh, flight crew at work uh, oh, to yeah, get the wings to work again. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was it was awesome. And by the end of this event, this this young man uh, was six, seven years old. Eight years old. Eight years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eight years old. He went from never flying all over the place to straight up. We did the River Run Challenge, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to do the River Run Challenge. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, I want to do it. I want to do it. And <laughs> and did he do it? No. But did he come darn close to doing it? Yeah. Oh, that was so awesome because, I mean, and, and those of you that know, the he was doing the airliner at the time. Yes. He was flying the, the, the airliner. Oh, that was, I was playing with tape. I'm that, fidgety. <laughs> Sorry. We need to get him a fidget spinner or something. Okay. I just had to prove it. All right. Okay. So he was uh, he was flying an airliner at the time. Yeah. And, and he uh, he put that thing up and uh, he couldn't get it back to the river. <laughs> I mean, he was trying his hardest. But the best part about the whole entire thing was everybody cheering him on. Oh my gosh! It was it was as if we were flying the twelve foot B seventeen. Oh And yeah. the thing would turn towards the river and everyone would go yeah. They go away and they're like you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally finally it lands and they cheered loud. Than if you would have went under it upside down. It was oh, just, yeah. it was. It's a testimony to the heart you guys have, and and you guys never disappoint. And to just be part of that team, not the one that's driving it or leading it, but to be part of that team and that family, with that sense of love going out towards this young man. That mom and son went home with a different experience. Oh, and it, they've already said they emailed me or a uh, Facebook message. Me. Okay. Uh, well, grandma did too. Grandma oh, did said, that, yeah, grandma, <laughs> she, she said that she, uh, she thanked us all and oh. they had an amazing time. But Amanda, the yeah. mom, she said that, uh, get those cabins built. And oh, we, man, we, we yeah. called dibs on the first cabin that we put That's on awesome. here because they want to come back up. Well, and if anyone knows, I am scatterbrained. That's why I got a, a dear friend like Lee to kind of <laughs> wrinkle me in. But um, yeah, my wife and I really want to drop a couple cabins on the grounds here, so that way families can come out. And not everyone's in the camping. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love RVs. You know, I, I can drive up in an RV. I got my air conditioning and stuff. That's I'm glamping. In the That's not that camping. is glamping. I know I'm tr- I'm I'm triggering people as hard as you say. And angels don't have wings. Uh, that's fine. But um, I like I like the RV thing. I want to go to different places. I want to park, and preferably I'd love to pull out a paramotor or a model airplane. Um, but that, that's my style. I understand different families. I want them just to get here and I mm-hmm. want them to have an experience and a memory. And this place just is dripping with peace. Oh, it's just crazy. Man. You get here and it is so peaceful. And 
I want a place for them to stay. So my wife and I are like, well, do we try to do it in 2022 or what? So we were, we were around the fire, um, yeah. kind of like doing that. And, and Amanda's like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's a mandate. So, yeah. I mean, we um, got, we've already got some, some places picked out that would be awesome for mm-hmm. that, but hey, in, in, in God's timing, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like everything else. Sometimes we can have that, that we we're going to do it in 2022, but God's oh like, God. eh, maybe not, maybe, maybe sooner or whatever. Well, I remember the first time that we, we cast a vision here and we put it like our one, two and three year plans. And I remember telling my wife, it's like, we got to get this done and stuff. And I'm really, you know, I'm really like, once you kind of get a direction, I just like a bulldozer, I'm mm-hmm. stubborn. Um, and my wife was like, just calm down, do one step, step back, learn, pray, think, and thank God for her counsel on that. And, uh, because I would have killed myself. I yeah. mean, not, not like in the dark way, but I would have just burnt yourself. Burnt, burnt, yeah. Yeah. But also it would never have unfolded the way it has, um, the way the runways are positioned, where camping is, all that stuff has changed. And now I look for the next step. It's like, there's, there's more clarity. There's more excitement. There's also more oh, yeah, of a, for sure. a mandate. And uh, it's been wonderful. And it's not just the people flying here. Uh, there's still golf going on on the other side. Mm-hmm. And the neatest things is now, like a lot of the golfers, the demographic is older. So there's kids and there's grandkids involved. Well, suddenly the kids and the grandkids, like, wait, you're, you go out to a place where they do the YouTube show with the flying? And suddenly, <laughs> yeah. you know, grandpa is cool. And then it's like grandkids <laughs> want to come out and golf with grandpa so they can see a watermelon hit the ground. Right. And it's really cool because they get these little nuggets of knowledge. And even though it's not directly attached to edgewater and flight test it's still people connecting relationally through a common activity and that is our that is our whole goal at the end of the day yeah. um, our tool is flight yep. and that's why you and i talk so much more about the why versus the how right because uh, the how can change it's just based on people's heart passion what god puts in them oh yeah so. i mean and just the, being able to be used by god to mm-hmm. to uh, take a grounds like this and, and, and a hobby and activity like flight and bring it all together. And then, you know, just envision all the other things you talk about putting foot golf and everything else <laughs> yeah. here and just, but it's all, it is, it's yeah. all around the, that, that one premise that we just want to connect with mm-hmm. people and help people connect with other people because I mean, that is, that's how God yeah. made us to be in community together. Yeah. And that's what I love about the, the flight test community. It doesn't matter if you're a, a Christian or not. I mean, yeah. the flight test community um, is built of, on relationships. Yeah. I mean, people who love people, people who love people, yeah. which is an awesome thing. And the best part is they're broken people. Yeah. Like, like well, you and me. And here, he, let's, that, I'm glad you said that because there was a comment um, after last podcast yeah. that, uh, it was when you said that you're you're broken mm-hmm. and, and everything, and we're. It, it was the, the comment I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It was something along the lines that the individual said, "Josh, you're not broken." Well, I, I understand where mm-hmm. the guy w- was going with it, yeah. but explain. I, I think it'd be cool for you to just yeah. explain what you mean <laughs> yeah. when you say you're broken and we're broken and yeah. a bunch of broken yeah. people. First of all, yeah, and, and I love them and thank you for the kind words. Yes. But yes, I am indeed broken. Um, doesn't mean I'm not redeemed. It mm-hmm. does not mean I'm loved and cherished and that, that everything has been sacrificed for me. Um, what it means is that I've fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. It's, what it means is that there's a standard that is perfect and I've fallen less than that standard. I'm broken. And when you have that broken nature in you, you do broken things. Um, through the miracle of editing, through the miracle of people getting to see what they want to see, there's a certain picture of Joshua Melvin Bixler. And I want nothing more than to destroy that picture because by doing that and having a reality check on the, who I really am mm-hmm. doesn't change um, what I'm capable of because that's given to me by God, but it changes how great our God is. Yeah. And so that's that's the real source of what I want people to do. But you, 
you can't do that without a relationship. You right. can't you can't look someone in the eyes and say, I got a temper. I'm insecure. I have trust issues. I, I lose it. Sometimes I even see a potty word. Whoa. I know. It's crazy. I've been known to run with rusty scissors. Okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm going off the deep end. But long story short, everything that's evil in this world exists in me. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't love me, and it doesn't mean that he has an amazing plan for me, and it doesn't mean that he doesn't have an amazing plan for you. Right. And that's that's why I want to always lead with my brokenness. It's not false humility. It's a grounding that understands that we're stewards of something that's far more special. And um, I remember as clear as day, um, you know, going back in time, and I'm sorry if I'm going off off Just uh, go agenda here. Just go with it, bro. But um, there was a time. It was, it was a hard time. I was painting Corvette parts. I had a, a paint shop right next to my house. My dad was dying of cancer. Um, a lot of bad things going on. And on top of that, I was not being a good husband. I was working my butt off, making lots of money, painting hoods for lawyers. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I was neglecting my roles as a dad. I was neglecting my roles as a husband. And it was just, it was a difficult time. And I remember saying, God, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I got all these other things in my heart. Just, just moved me. And he did. He mm-hmm. did in a big way. Because right after that, I was served with a lawsuit because the building I built for my paint shop was 15 feet too close to the road, and suddenly all the neighbors didn't like that. Now, keep in mind, I live out in the middle of the country with no zoning, and anyone mm. that knows about zoning knows exactly what I'm saying. No zoning. Wow. And um, all these things just, just started moving me. And it wasn't in like, God's like, oh, you asked the right question. Ah. You know, <laughs> angels with wings pick up the whole place and move me to it. No, no. <laughs> my dad died of cancer. Yeah. Um, I was I was rocked. There was stress in my family because I worked in the family business. Um, it brought me back to saying, I want to impact people in a positive way, but I also want to be the man that God created me to be with the talents he gave me. And through all that, through that moving, um, was where I got a call 30 minutes later from a gentleman named Chad Capper. He says, I want to do this thing about you know, flying and stuff. And, and I was, was doing a flying ministry. So by the mm-hmm. way, my heart wasn't like not in the ministry. Right. My priorities were just all messed up. And um, I was like, okay, yeah, but it has to be family friendly. And the craziest thing is, did all the bad stuff go away? No. <laughs> but did that make me able to go to my wife and said, like, we gotta, we gotta readjust our life. We sold our home, and everything that was lost through all these crazy lawsuits. And by the way, a little backstory: when I found out that there was like these deed restrictions, because my wife and I used to flip uh, repoed homes, and that I was in the wrong, I didn't take it to court. I said, guys, I'm in the wrong. I'm sorry. I picked up that whole stinking building. And in about two days, I had it moved back to the right location, and I dropped it down again. Guess what the neighbors did? They sued me again because they wanted the building destroyed, and then I was allowed to rebuild the exact same building. It was just an angry, malice heart. Wow. And uh, I'm not saying this. You'll never know who the neighbors are. It doesn't matter because God worked in that situation. When I sold my home, everything that I lost was completely restored. Everything that the locusts had eaten was restored back to me. And at that point, I had a new start. I was like... Okay, what are we going to do with it? <laughs> I went to Capper, and I said, Capper, I want to uh, do this full-time. And he's like, I don't know. You know, I don't have anything for you. I'm like, I got a plan. Foam board airplanes. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I unlaid this whole whole plan of a store and speed build kits and everything. And I remember him looking at me like, that'll never work. And he's like, no, we need to be the BMW. And, you know, and to his credit, he's like, we'll give it a shot, but I don't think it's going to work. And... It worked. It worked. And if it and wasn't, it's still working. And it's still working, thanks right. to you guys. If it wasn't for people doing a bad thing and my broken nature, and then all that getting just dumped on God's lap saying, make it work, I wouldn't have been moved to a situation where I could have left my job 
because you know when you when you work hard and make a lot of money you have a lot of debt mm-hmm. right? and you start and all that time all that darkness you know my dad literally we had his funeral and then I had to run home and plant grass because the the whole settlement required by this date and the neighbors were going to sue me again if I didn't have grass seed in the ground on the day my dad was buried hmm. it was that dark all that stuff moved me to a place where finally I was able to get a new start where I live now, the neighbors are the most incredible people on earth. Yeah. They are just incredible. There's peace. Um, from that point on, I had a, a desire in my heart for a destination location. You remember oh, that? Oh, man. We went all over the place looking for that <laughs> oh, destination. Man. Five years. You know, God, this has been put in my heart. I want to do this. Door it open, door it slam, door it open, door it slam. And um, if I would have gotten what I wanted when I wanted it, it would have been one-tenth of the vision of what it is today. Yeah. And also, if I would have gotten what I wanted, I wouldn't have even had the maturity or the means to, to do what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, now I sit over looking at this beautiful place, 120 acres, that I don't ever view that we own. It's, it's we're stewards of. Yeah. And what we got to do last weekend is a confirmation of what I want to do every day of my life. And yeah. I, I absolutely love it. And I love that you guys also brought us to this point, too. Yeah. So, all right, that's a rabbit trail. No, that's, but you brought it back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, thank you. Yeah, all the way around. So <laughs> your favorite uh, or your most memorable moment or your favorite moment was the uh, the interaction with Amanda and William. But Amanda what, William, and it was watching the, how the people loved on him. Okay. Now, um, with that as well, what was your favorite event? So we did the bomb mm-hmm. drop and the river run and the limbo. <laughs> and Out of all of can, those. Can it be a tie? No, it's got to be Come one. On. It, nope, it's you have to pick. You know what? I'm your boss. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm the one that edits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. For personal, for personal joy, my favorite event was when we did the river run. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Shoot, there was that combat too. That was a that was Lee Winkle. I got to hit Lee Winkle. You can talk about just the. I mean, what was your favorite though? Okay, so while he's thinking about this, my favorite event was the river run Mm -hmm. where um, everybody got under the the bridge and they were having fun. (laughs) And then I I yelled out, let's do it inverted. And we did it a few times. And I say, we, there's some people. And then uh, you just... uh, Ding, ding, I had a good line going too. Oh, you did. What I didn't have was depth perception. Right. And depth perception got me because I, I proceeded to pull up right into the bridge and the motor made the most beautiful ringing of the bell sound. And oh, it was yeah. awesome. And I think so, that, that video is actually on Facebook. It so, is. Yeah, it is. I've seen it on Facebook. So that was my favorite. <laughs> but the the uh, the combat was pretty the epic com- as well the combat was amazing uh we had a there's a plane that the flight crew put together from crash parts of uh flight fest airplanes mm-hmm. and they uh you, i know that you've gotten in their heart because they named it after you they yeah. they named it the lee winkle and it's like imagine a plane that ends up looking like bow winkle but then they decided to name it after lee yeah i don't i don't i, did, I still don't understand that other it's than a badge that. of honor or they're mocking you i don't know, I know one right? or the other but um but either that or i look really it's, goofy it's and they're like, trying to tell me they took like they took like uh 10 posts from the from the windstorm like that were thrown in the garbage they had like yeah. they had all this random stuff not just airplane parts they had like versa wings pieces of tent and this thing flew so majestically beautiful, but they put it up in the combat. And I had my old scout that I've been teaching people to fly, and it's been crashed so many times. It's like, yeah. okay, time to build a new one. And uh, I got, I, I nailed it right in the tail, and I thought I was going to cut it in half because that's always my move. If you guys ever go up against me in combat, I'm not trying to hit you head on. I'm trying to cut you in half right behind the wing. <laughs> so I hit him right where I want to hit him, and I just stuck to it. Because it was a, they were it, a tent it was, post. It, 
I, I thought it was foam or some kind of sticks. These things were steel. steel. <laughs> it just it cut right into both sides of my wings. And at that point, I was the elevator of Lee Winkle. And it proceeded to do this majestic, like, flopping around, just, just lazy. And they tried to recover, tried to recover. And they managed to park it. And I think... I'm looking at the pine tree right now. It the is tallest. the tallest. Yeah, it is straight up the tallest pine tree on our grounds. And, and it was in the top. Yeah, yeah, straight up the top. So that was uh, an amazing experience uh, to take down Lee Winkle with the Scout. And uh, the Scout, by the way, is a fantastic choice of combat plane. It's yeah. just fast enough and maneuverable enough. Normally, you kind of bounce. You, you take them out and you bounce off and you keep flying. This time, it didn't happen. So actually, the Scout is what the, the plane that I want to uh, end up building. Simple Scout. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm going to put that and put one of the the Aura boards in it, and yeah. I might end up uh, doing a, a few laps. Ah, but if it. I do that, I can't say I don't fly. I stand by, or maybe sometimes I fly, but I mainly stand by. I like that better. <laughs> you know. And here's the thing: is what if ground crew always feels pigeonholed? You got to lead by example, showing that you can dance between both grounds you yeah. know what i mean it just says you know what i'm cool being on the ground yeah. but don't worry i can step up when it's needed yeah i like I, that yeah i could do that I'll, you, I'll do it for them what you are gifted is is in the gift of antagonism <laughs> because <laughs> i lead i leaned over and um i, I talked to the one guy and, and and you were ruthless by the way you're like okay men or anyone brave enough and i mm-hmm. think you called them a bunch of ladies mm-hmm. or something you were i'm a, I'm, I'm a pastor i get that you know but you know Love is not always the words in which you want to well, hear. I leaned over. Oh, what was it? I think it was Jeff Poole or it was Dave. Um, but I leaned over and was like, you know, it's hard to believe he's a pastor sometimes. He's like, no, that's the Marine in him. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that makes sense, you yeah. know. Um, but you you were hysterical. You were up on the balcony. with the, We had the speakers blaring some music. It was awesome. And there's Lee right on the balcony overseeing this competition and heckling everybody i mean nobody was safe well no and the heckling comes from our wives too Mm -hmm. they've taught me well oh my gosh they're the best hecklers (laughs) they literally have shirts saying professional hecklers yes or the original original hecklers original hecklers yeah it's the sesame street hecklers um but no that was a lot of fun the thing that really ended the whole event that i just loved and it's something that we're definitely going to make sure is repeatable we had the bomb drop, mm-hmm. and during the bomb drop, we still have Peter Shreeple's awesome mortar round cannon, and on the thing, we we um, we put Gabe out there, and yeah. then we took out the B-17, and there's a backstory about the B-17 I got to share with you later. Okay. Um, we loaded it up with eggs, mm-hmm. and then we took the winner of the bomb drop, and we la- and, it, and it happened to be a young kid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we took that winner, and we gave him FPV goggles. We gave him the transmitter that controlled the bombs, uh, and he was able to see the bomb site that was hooked up on the B-17. And then what we did is we took it off, and then we did bombing runs. And then when he saw uh, the turret in the bomb site, he flipped a switch. Out came five uh, eggs. Boom, 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 boom. And we did it again and again until all 20 eggs were out of the B-17. Then we landed it. Yeah. This kid was good. Oh, my goodness gracious. He was yeah. so good. <laughs> he I mean, he almost got – that's the closest I've seen any anything here being dropped. Let's just, yeah, if we were doing this and we hit that close in an episode – we would have lost our minds. I mean, and we did. We, we had one episode where we really got the target, and that was with the eggs on the um, the the Apache uh, mm-hmm. A thirty six Apache against the uh, Flak Panzer. But that was the only time. Yeah. And I, I guarantee I could never done. This kid was consistently on the oh, mark. Um, was it Caleb? What's his name? 
Like yeah, I, I was calling them gummy bears because they were dropping yeah. gummy bears out See, of the no, mini guinea. Nobody's safe. He, he called a young child gummy bear. No, oh, it was it, there that? was three of them. I was it was a gummy bear. I, I called it the because I remember I remember announcing it was the the mini guinea with the winnie. Yeah, the mini guinea. That was that was Pappy, right? No, 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 no mini guinea with the winnie was gummy bears, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the gummy bears. They, yeah. That was Pappy and, and the the mini guinea going up against each other. Yes. So you had Pappy, who is uh, the senior of the group. Of the of the but, flight crew, but yeah. don't mess with him because he can kill you, and yeah. he would. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Um, and then you have these young kids, and yeah. it, it was awesome. So, but what I loved about it was, uh, I want to take these planes we do for episodes, and if they are preservable, uh, like the B seventeen is, yeah, I want to make it where when someone comes out, we have an event. It's not just let's fly the B seventeen for these people so they can watch us. It's like how do we pull them in? Yeah, and how do we do this? And I think it's a good example for also other flying groups, uh, FTCA groups to do is don't just use the planes to entertain use the planes to connect the way you can do that is yes of course training but you can make a fun activity where you know someone can control the bomb drop right. and it's easy you know it's it's something that's not too hard it can be as simple or as complicated but i promise you is at the end of the day that experience will not return void it, no. it'll, it'll be incredible so, so speaking of the B seventeen, I mean, yeah. because uh, backstory time, huh? yeah, something happened to the B seventeen that day. I happened that we had to uh, delay the bomb drop just a little bit. I happened to the B seventeen, <laughs> so the B seventeen is too big to take in and out of the HQ. You got to take the wings off, and there's a lot of setup time. So we put it in a Pilot Institute hangar, yep. and it was awesome, by the way. I got in there, and I opened up the hangar doors, and there's this beautiful silver B-17 sitting, let's do this, you know, kind of mentality. <laughs> well, I, I pick it up and put it in my truck. Well, the way I picked it up, I couldn't turn it 180 degrees to put it the way I wanted to, but I, I like, set it up, and the tail's, like, on top of the cab, and it's kind of sitting down, but the, the wing's semi-symmetrical, so it nested in real nice. I'm like, and I shook it. I'm like, oh. That's awesome, you know, because I was going to climb in and do a 180-degree turn, you know, and put it down right, which I should have done. Yeah. Um, I no longer make it 50 feet. I go right onto the asphalt thing, and I hear this, and I look behind me, there's no B-17. Oops. B-17's on its back. <laughs> uh, the wheel, I'm sorry, the, the motor, one of the four motors is, like, totally detached. The tail is cracked in half. Um, Wingtip is busted. Yeah. This thing was ramshackled. I mean, all the thing, all the damage the apples did to it in our episode had nothing on <laughs> what happened to this B seventeen with me being in possession for thirty seconds. And so, so basically, <laughs> I flip it around the way it should have been flipped around. Found out it wasn't that hard to do, and I should have done it in the first place. Bring it back straight to the build pavilion. Yeah. Now keep in mind, there's there's not a lot of people for this event. There was a there's a good chunk. Yeah. But you better believe when you roll up with a B-17, people were going to stop and get close. Well, <laughs> they got close. They got close, and they're like, ooh. Yeah, and there's probably some pictures <laughs> that are floating around out no there. Doubt. And, and, and I didn't have enough coffee. I'm like, how do I even? I'm going to get ribs so hard for this. And I, <laughs> I had an hour to get it built and stuff. So my good friend Lee came out, and he's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, hot glue guns, extension cord, glue sticks, foam board. you know. And, and you and I, uh, we hammered it back together, and uh, uh I was thinking of shoving a cheeseburger in my mouth during that time because I was hungry. And um, we realized quickly that there's adapters that I didn't have. Like, the plane was actually ready in time. Oh, yeah. But the adapters to run the plane, because uh, there's two two four-cell batteries in each motor. So we had a total of nine batteries total, not counting FPV. When you put FPV in there, it actually went up to ten batteries. Um, the... <laughs> I had to run up, and while you were doing the thing, I was soldering like a madman. Oh, yeah. Soldering up uh, parallel adapters. 
but what I have learned is the B17 combined with the Monster Motors on a four-cell setup swinging 13-inch three-blade props is the most efficient, beautiful power plant ever. I mean, 40, uh, 4,600 milliamps per uh, per motor, and that plane could fly probably close to 18 minutes, maybe even 20, depending wow. on the applied. It just yeah. power for days, but just efficiency. And um, looks beautiful in oh, the air. It was so nice. It was so quiet. I oh, mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. it captured every essence of a B-17. And, uh, uh, yeah, you kept delaying. And originally I was going to fly with the people and compete with them. I think right. it worked out really good because then we were able to, like, we were kind of struggling. Like, how do we pick the bombardier? Right. And right. of course, we would have picked the most adorable kid. You know, made his day. You're right. It just happened to be that the the cute kid that won the event <laughs> would have been the kid we picked, when, which is awesome. So, yeah. uh, we we just had a great time with it. And I learned a lesson, uh, and it's a lesson for you guys too. When in doubt, strap it down. <laughs> strap it down. Uh, that's a, that's a good. Uh, I just made that up, by the way. I know. I know. I know you did. Pixel rules for life. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's, while we're speaking o- about uh, the, the recap of wings yeah. at work, something else we did while you know while that was going on was the uh, Bloody Baron community oh, build. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, that was fun, and we learned a lot too. Oh man, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. So, this event had a lot more meaning also beyond just getting to build community. Um, I'll explain that later, but we did a live build. And what a live build is, is basically we have a webcam, there's a build table, there's my ugly face, and there's a plane of choosing. This time we picked the Bloody Baron. And uh, we put out, uh, it was an email blast and social media and stuff that we were going to yeah. do it on this day. And uh, and also for people here, we let them know if you come to Wings uh, at work, you can participate live. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. And Robert, uh, do me a... Um, Holy cow, you guys knocked out of the water. That was one of the best setups. Well, I, yeah, I'm not going to take it. I think that it was between Robert getting all of the equipment. Mm-hmm. I, I picked the spot, but then, so Robert setting up all the equipment, and then your son Noah, and, yeah. and Stefan and myself, uh-huh. we ran the— And Wes. Yeah, and we, well, Wes— Wes was, was remote. Yeah, Wes was <laughs> remote, but we ran all of that, and uh, it, it was—it it made it feel like— it, that it really truly was a community build. It wasn't just you up there building, but everybody. We had questions coming mm-hmm. in, and we we're you know fielding all of these questions um, and seeing, you know, seeing the these. Uh, <laughs> what I remember is the most was there was a, a young guy, a probably young kid, probably ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. He was in between two older gentlemen. Yes. And this young kid, 10, 12 years old, was instructing both of the older gentlemen. Yes. Sometimes it works in reverse. <laughs> right. Of how to build. And it was yeah. uh, it was just a fun time. Oh, it and was just amazing. A, it, was, it was watching you. I love watching you and your element uh, and how, in, how to teach and build and have fun and, and interact. I think that, and I know we've talked about it, but we're going to do this we're gonna oh, do yeah. it more often. Yeah, we we it's definitely you know flying an airplane is not the beginning of the journey. It's yep. actually the reward at the end of the journey. Right. Because then when you crash it, where do you fall back to? It's not. It doesn't have to be. You have to go back and buy another airplane. You can build one. You can design one. You can scratch build one. And this this whole aspect, you take someone from uh, theoretically knowing nothing about the hobby, and you can engage with them online, and then have them build an airplane with their friends and family, and then. Hopefully they go out and they build and they fly and they, yeah. they it's their start. I want to see this not only again and again for flight tests with the community, but I also want to someday see it where, you know, a group of people can be like, go to a hobby shop. And that right. hobby shop is live streaming that build. And so it's not done in the basement. It's done at a place where 
now those people can make a hobby shop like that hub of activity. Right. Same things for outreach ministries and schools. They mm-hmm. can have like, hey, come on out to, you know, our, our we'll have a church basement. It's ready to build. And that's, I remember the days when we did that. Yeah. We did it in a sanctuary yeah. at, our, at our place. It yeah. Was, I remember the whole families. It was the coolest thing because remember, um, a lot of the moms had crickets. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they just brought the whole cricket with them. Right. And they were cutting out all these things to decorate. Oh, and, man. Oh, it was and awesome. By the time this was done, it, it was only like a three hour build. Like these planes were just straight up rocking. What did we? It was the FD flyer. It was the FD flyer, and I remember we had um because it was a swappable. Yeah. We didn't make them buy any electronics or anything. We we uh, sent them with the kits, and then uh, that next Sunday mm-hmm. when they came back after church, remember we you were I think one before me, and you would like put the power pot mm-hmm. on and get all hooked up, and then it would get to me, and then I'd do one uh, pass around, and we buddy box them. Yeah. And the FD flyers, if not mistaken, we didn't even have really buddy boxes. I think we just literally. Yeah. handed it to him and gave him like cues. I forget that part, but it was such a special time. So we, uh, yeah, this, this, this build was wonderful. And you, you see, see me every time before the build, I get so nervous. Oh my goodness oh gracious. My I have never seen him. I've never seen Bixler as well. <clears throat> did we talk about our, the, the, uh, the, uh, bathing suit incident <laughs> from vacation? No, but we will now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, oh, so I've never seen. Let's don't, talk about the live. Don't they want to hear about our last episode? No, 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 no. Behind the scenes. So, so uh, it's, really good, it's it is really good. But so Bixler gets really nervous be, before these live builds and everything. Like he gets it, butterflies in his stomach. There's no miracle of editing. I <laughs> no. mean, I, I I get edited a lot. You know. <laughs> No, no. Nah, nah, well, that's well, I yeah. can't say you don't. The, the, there is something neat about the live build because yeah. it is so relational uh, that you can keep your mind kind of captured in that moment better. But still, I the last thing, my biggest fear about a live build is this: suddenly I say, "Let's do an A fold," and I realize it should have been a B fold. And it's not just me having to go and fix it. I just think of like there is over three hundred people building with 300 us. Three hundred people, on, yeah, yeah. So just imagine like Bixler just ruined three hundred people's experience. <laughs> Well, hey, you that did, scares me. But you did. I me- did mess up. You messed up there big time. <laughs> so yeah, I I started hooking up the um, what was supposed to be for the rudder. I I started making the linkage go to the elevator, <laughs> and thank goodness before everything was glued down, we caught it because it would have been like, okay, so our next step is we're gonna cut this out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was bad, but um, yeah, everyone's good. The, the biggest learning thing I realized, and, and for everyone that built with us in person, thank you so much because that was a learning opportunity. We had volunteers that were floating from table to table helping people, but the pace you go at the live stream, uh, because it's delayed 20 seconds, and the pace you go live, mm-hmm. totally different and, and also not really sustainable. What should have been done is we had the people live, but there was like TVs playing where they weren't looking at me. They yeah. were looking at the TV or the the phone. Well, and, and believe it or not, uh, Josh does not have the, the, the loudest of voices. I know. So we were having trouble with, <laughs> with the people hearing them as well. But, you know, it was. It was a great learning yes, experience. Oh, and, and I love it. And I want to do it again. Oh, I we will. I want to do it. And, we will. And, and, okay, this is my shameless request. I want to see this vision become a reality where people... You know, say there's a new plane coming out or a new design or a classic entry level, you know, trainer. I want to see where, where community members use this opportunity to say, I really want to make a relationship with this person. or I really want to have this fun memory with my kid yeah. and use this and capture this moment because that we call it shoulder time. Yep. That shoulder time is what changes people's lives. Uh, my dad didn't change my life by going out and saying, son, let's make a memory through a flying model aircraft. No. 
we crashed planes and when we put them back together, I got encouragement. I got love. I got, I got a little space once in a while when he wanted me to learn to do it my own. I got all those building blocks during that shoulder time. Yeah. Not when I became a really good pilot because I still haven't become one. It's really the three years of what it took to get me to learn how to fly on my own and all those life lessons, all those crash planes. I want people to use our live builds because it is, it's a perfect excuse. Yeah. Uh, I know with the, the church you leave, like inviting people to church, mm-hmm. that relationship and that, that moment, that memory they get is so important. Yeah. This is something I think even easier um, and more comfortable, but it's oh, a yeah. gateway to build a relationship that can, that can connect you, that can build that bridge of trust that we always talk about. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So um, I, I want to see this, but then also on a business level, because I am a capitalist. Yeah. I want to see hobby shops be able to grow um, because they can't compete in today's market with uh, China's, you know, um, planes being so cheap. Right. Point of sale is suffering. What if we change it from the concept of where people go and pick up an airplane and buy an airplane and leave to where they actually use it like, I hate to say it, like a place to connect. Mm -hmm. I I don't hate to say it that way, but um, imagine this. If I want a cup of coffee and I'm on the road, I'll go through McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'll buy a dollar cup of coffee, which is way better than Starbucks. I'm sorry to say that. Amen. Oh my God. I, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. But if I want to connect with my good friend Lee for four hours and not feel awkward about, you know, hanging out for four hours at a place, I'll buy burnt coffee for four bucks <laughs> and maybe even have one of those little pastries too. But I'll do that at Starbucks. Right. What if we can take a local hobby shop? And we can make it a hub of activity for our community to gather at. So now when there's a build night, they don't necessarily have to go to their basement. They can go to Aerotech Hobbies down the road. Right. They can go to Hobby Town USA. And there's a big TV, there's a build table, and there better be pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Right. But now the hobby shop owner, he can sell 10 airplanes, 10 packets. That's going to keep his doors open. But also there's relationships not only with the store owner, but there's relationships with the people there at that table. And where are they going to come back and do it again and again and again? Right. So I see it as a way that will not only help hobby shops kind of re-identify themselves, not to be just a place of a point of sale, but also a place for our community to gather and collect, uh, connect um, and also to learn. Right. And then they can go. You don't have to have a flight test group or an FTCA group be a place that meets at a house. Mm-hmm. They could meet in a hobby shop. Oh, absolutely. And just imagine what it would do for that hobby shop to keep their doors open. Mm-hmm. Because the second... The brick and mortars fail. It's going to be a race to the bottom, and nobody's going to win. Right. And, um, okay, that's the business hat. But yeah. I just think it all works so together so beautifully. It is a beautiful thing. And if we can make the, 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 the or help the, 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 the hobby shops become, you know, more like coffee shops. And, yeah. And, and just to have that, that, that same vibe. Yeah. You know, that would be, that'd be fantastic. And you know what they can do as well is once they start that, um, what they could do is have parties when new new videos come yeah. out, new releases. And I, I know you. We can dream big and everything, yeah. but well, make it a, make it a hub, make it a place to connect. And uh, oh, you know, th- sure. there's some hobby shops that won't want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. They can they can try to work their model. But I just my gut says that people would have a really amazing experience. And, and next year with Pilot Institute, oh, that is one of the biggest things we'll be doing at that location. Right. And we've already done, you know, workshops here, like the Plain Crazy Build Days. Yeah. We want to lead by example and show how this works. So when people say, I want to I want to reimagine or re-energize my hobby shop, we can say, come out to Edgewater. We'll show you what this looks like. Right. You don't need anything more than about 10 chairs, a couple tables, pizza, <laughs> and, you know, a, a, an internet connection. Yeah. And I think we can take care of the rest. And what I saw with this vid, uh, build video uh, live stream 
it was a rewarding experience for me, but I think for a lot of other people too. Oh, I agree. So, Speaking of uh, yeah. rewarding, we're getting uh, close to our time here, and I want to uh, reward our uh, podcasters yeah. with a little bit of uh, you know insight and in, uh, what to, to look forward to in our next in our next behind episode. the scenes time. Well, yeah, we talked about that. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, there's times that we we need to uh, to reward those oh who are gosh. taking that that extra step. Oh, amen. Well, there's a lot of fun stuff. I'm assuming you're talking about the B17. I or am are you talking, talking about Benchy. Um, well, now we need wait. to talk about. Both. Well, well, no. Let's let's leave Benchy till next week. Okay. And, but talk because the B seventeen is coming out next mm-hmm. Friday. Or well, the video, the third video of the B seventeen is coming out Why next do you think Friday. Benchy was coming out before then. Well, unless things have changed and you haven't filled me in. I don't know. No, I thought that, that on the seventeenth that uh, the B seventeen is coming out. I think you're right. I think it is. Okay. But, We'll go with that. I, yeah. I do have a leaky brain. That's okay, right. so B17. Yes. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, there's a lot of teasers and stuff, but there is a crazy army trailer um, that's in the middle of our bullseye at Edgewater, and it has Peter Schreeple's, um army trailer with this crazy mortar round turret that he built. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Peter's video, um, we helped him with a P47, and he came out and he shot fireworks. Well, we had to do that with the B-17. <laughs> There's no way we're going to have something so cool without uh, that happening. Well, Peter was with us for the past week and a half um, doing um, paramotor training. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, he is amazingly talented, did a great job. Oh, and he's yeah. flying. Now he has his own rig. It's just incredible. So you better believe that there's going to be some weird contraptions coming from him. There's there's one there's one behind the scenes because now people know that's coming with Peter. All right. Um, but we had Peter this time in the in the crazy mortar round we had you loading which yeah. was awesome yeah and then we were up on the hill uh we put lights on the b17 fully repaired weathered thanks to jason and david uh loaded with eggs yeah and uh it was awesome it was it, it we looked... had more cameras than we had i think on any other airplane oh man yeah just just some of the angles and just seeing that thing flying at night was, was yeah. amazing and noah uh noah yeah did the camera work but michael my son is mm-hmm. just becoming such an amazing chase quad pilot oh, he has yeah. he has a gift for, for this for sure for sure and then we were doubly blessed because uh wes he goes by blue jay he's mm-hmm. uh, our head of uh he's our store manager but he also does all the tech support now and mm-hmm. customer support uh he is an amazingly talented plane like on a, on a national level uh for for quads both of them were chasing at the same time yeah. which is Every angle you can imagine. Then we were up on the EcoFlow runway. Uh, it was dark out. The runway lights were on. Yeah. Fireworks were going nuts. It was incredible. Some so, of the fireworks were going off in my hand. Some of the fireworks. Got, yeah, <laughs> that I'm one. You have all your fingers. Dude. Oh, yeah. Well, it, they were shooting out, and, and it was, I don't know what happened. But uh, yeah. the, the, the fuse, as soon as I lit it, it started going off, and I'm standing there holding this thing in my hand. I'm like, okay, do I aim it at the plane, or do I, do I just get rid of it? So I ended up throwing it. and Yeah, and then then proceeded to explode underneath Peter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. It wasn't just underneath Peter. I was standing right there as, okay, as yeah. well. Yeah, so, so you were endangered, too. Uh, we're all endangered. I'm not going to lie. Both of our wives were up at the fire pit. We had the fire going up on the top. and Oh, we, man. I think we're naming at Pappy's point. But it, yeah. Um, basically, this this fire pit up on the hill, uh, brings in the sunset, the view of Edgewater, all oh. the action, the bullseye. Oh, yeah. So our wives are up there. You know how much they were rooting for you to get hit with eggs. <laughs> I know. I, I, they, I, I know terrible. your wife loves you, but... Oh, yeah. She wants... She wants, she, oh, she would throw an egg at me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame savage, her either. So <laughs> but, so there's your behind the scenes thing. Uh, next coming episode is going to have Peter Shreeple shooting fireworks at a 12-foot B-17 that's been repaired, dropping eggs on Peter. 
And it looks amazing. And it looked amazing, and it was so much fun. By the way, another hidden thing is we lost two of the four motors during that process. Yeah. And that B-17 still flew. Amazingly. Yeah. It was incredible. So, yeah, there it is. Awesome. Well, hey, we are, uh, we're we at our time limit here. Yeah. Um, that flew by. It goes way too quickly. We didn't even get through half of what I have on my list, and that's all right. Again, rabbit trail Bixler here. No, but so. uh, hey, uh, we thank you all for tuning in and uh, making it possible that we can get this podcast out there. And yeah. if you haven't already, share this with uh, share this with somebody. Even if they don't like planes, they can still benefit, I would think, from just hearing a bunch of knuckleheads talk about <laughs> their lives and everything. Well, I'll say it again. We're two broken people that love each other. And yep, for uh, sure. we, we love the fact that you guys allow us to uh to have this time with you all right until next time we'll see you all right see you all later